How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, what's going on, Giants fans? Daryl Slater here with Bob Brookover. The latest episode of your Talk is Cheap Giants podcast coming to you on Monday after the Giants bye week. It hasn't been that long since we last talked to you guys on Wednesday coming out of the trade deadline, but figured we'd do a quick podcast here as the Giants at 6-2 and two look ahead to uh, their final nine regular season games starting Sunday uh, against the Houston Texans at home. Um, and so, yeah, we'll just, just a few things to cover here. Um, Bob, how you doing? Hey, Daryl, ready for the, ready to get back to working, ready to get back to covering some football. Yeah, it was, uh, nice to have a couple days off, nice weather weekend here, uh, really up and down the East coast and, uh, certainly in the Northeast. And so hope everyone had a nice weekend. Um, but you know, we talked about some of this stuff last week. We'll go ahead and, um, just set the stage here. Um, obviously this game doesn't have a ton of intrigue. We, as you wrote last week, uh, the giants need to win this game and they need to beat the lions if they're indeed going to be a playoff team, but just putting, uh, putting some numbers on it right now. Um, the giants have an 85.5% chance of making the playoffs, uh, at six and two, according to ESPN, but just a 1.3% chance of winning the division, obviously with the Eagles at eight, no atop the division there. And so that's where the Giants are here. Um, very good chance of, of getting one of those three wild card spots. Um, and certainly the season uh, could swing one way or the other here in these next couple of weeks if the Giants are able to take care of business or if they're not against the Texans uh, and the Lions. And so that's where the Giants stand. And uh, leading into the Thanksgiving showdown with Dallas, which has to go to Green Bay next week, uh, this coming week, and then go to Minnesota. So a tough game there uh, for the Cowboys going to Minnesota right before they have to play the Giants at home on Thanksgiving. Um, what do you make of uh, where things stand with the Giants here coming out of the bye as they are still the fifth seed in the NFC? Six yeah, seed. I put, Six I, seed. I, in a lot of ways, I put these two games as must-win games. The, the, the Houston game, they, they have to beat them. Um, you know, Houston's not a great team, but I, I sat and watched the NFL last week, which we never get to do because we're always covering a game. And you're looking at the screen, and it doesn't matter who's playing who for the most part. At one point, I was watching three different games with three minutes left, and they're all 17 to 17, uh, you know, at different levels of teams. You know, you look at this, the, you know, the Dolphins beat the Bears 35-32. Um, 20 to 17, the Chiefs over the Titans, which, which that Titans win for the Giants is looking better and better all the time, uh, even though the Titans lost yesterday. Um, you know, 27-20, Jags, um, the Jets, the Jags over the Raiders, the Jets beat the Bills 20 to 17 and nobody saw that coming. Um, you know, just all these games are so tight. So you can't, if you're the Giants, the point is that if you're the Giants, you can't, 
you can't go into a game uh, thinking, hey, we have this game won just because you're playing the Houston Texans and, and the Detroit Lions. And the Lions won yesterday against the Packers team that hasn't won since before London. Uh, so, you know, and I, I'm sure Brian Dable is driving that point home. Um, and, and if he – and if he – you know, he really wants to make the point. He can turn on the film of the Texans-Eagles game and show them, hey, this game is 14-14 to 14 at halftime, you know, and and the Texans weren't really out of it till, till late in the game, entirely out of it. So, you know, they, they're must-win games for the Giants coming out of this, and if they win these two games, uh, it, it's an 85% chance right now. I'm not good at math, so I don't know what the chances will rise to, but, you know, you have to think a team that's 8-2 that's and two, uh, with what with seven games remaining, has a pretty good chance of making the playoffs. Oh, certainly, yeah. And as things stand right now, the NFC looks like this with the top four seeds: the Eagles, the Vikings, Seattle, and then Tampa. Uh, of course, the division leaders there, and then the Cowboys, the first wild card team at six and two, the Giants there at six and two in the number six slot. Then the Niners at four and four, and other than that. There's not a single team in the in the NFC that has either a 500 or winning record. The eight and nine seeds right now are Atlanta and, and Washington at four and five each. So, uh, yeah, obviously the Giants are three up in the loss column out of that eight spot, eighth seed, um, and they're two up in the loss column from the seventh seed. So they're you know in in great position here, obviously, um, and certainly if they're if they're an eight and two team. Um, even though they do have some ch- challenges, that eight and two, you got to figure there's a ton of wiggle room there. Um, even though they do still, after that, have to play the Eagles twice, they'd have to play the Cowboys once um, down the stretch. Um, among some other, you know, games that could be challenging. Obviously, the trip to Minnesota will be a challenge, um, and and you know, we'll see about the Colts and, and Washington. But um, but yeah, I, I think that this this sets up nicely for them coming out of the bye week. Um, Certainly, even though, like you said, and that's why the gambling on the NFL is absolutely insane, <laughs> as we were talking about before this, um, so unpredictable um, and just crazy. Uh, so, again, uh, I say bank on bank on things at your own risk, but uh, but I don't see how you know the, the things could not be setting up any better for the Giants here. Extra rest. Yes, the Texans have a little bit extra rest than they would have if they played Sunday. Um, but speaking of the rest. Uh, Let's set the stage a little bit here this week for the injury front. Um, who are you looking at in terms of guys we're going to be keeping an eye on this week for the Giants perhaps getting some players back from injury? You know, he's on the IR, but I think a guy – well, both of them, O'Shane Zeminis is not on, on the IR, and he's a guy they, – they could just use help rushing the passer. Um, and O'Shane's one of them that I'd like – I think they'd like to get back, but even bigger, he's on IR is the season Ojolari. I think they could really use some help and some depth at those positions. Uh, you know, they, they've gotten some contributions from guys who they didn't expect, including, you know, we, we, we talked a lot about rookies, but Tomon Fox is, is, has made contributions here and there. But, you know, I think you want your big guys back for, for, Pressure should, you know, you need to really start getting some pressure. What You know, one of the things that Giants really need to do better in the second half is is get takeaways via the interception. They have one all season. Um, and, you know, interceptions so often come from pressure, and the one they have came from pressure, which was created by a bad, a, a bad handling of the snap by Lamar Jackson. But, um, you know, it, I just think pass rush is so, so important for this team. And to get some guys back, some of those healthy bodies back would really help them a lot. 
Yeah, no doubt. And and certainly Kenny Galladay topping a list of the most notable Giants players. And you mentioned um, trying to shore up that pass rush. O'Shane Zimenez obviously can come back from his quad injury um, because he, uh, you know, he's not on IR. Aziz Ojolari still has to miss two more games here um, with his uh, with his calf injury uh, just because of the, you know, the parameters of IR. You got to miss four, four games. So um, that's where they stand uh, with that. Zimenez has now missed two games, and he's had the bye week to heal up. And, uh, of course, Galladay has not played since the Bears game. My goodness, I mean, it's been quite a while ago. I was October the 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to look that up. But, yeah, yeah so it's he's only been, played two games all year. So Yeah, October the 2nd, Kenny Galladay is. And, look, I, Kenny Galladay is not going to be with the Giants. Okay, you're talking about Galladay. I thought you were talking about uh, – uh, Zimenez, I mean, uh, Ojolari. Yeah, Ojolari, two games all year. Very disappointing season for him. Still has to miss two more games because of the IR rules. But, but Kenny Galladay, um, you know, un- unlike Ojolari, Kenny Galladay was, was awful last year. He's been awful and unreliable this year. He's going to be gone after this season. We all know that, but that doesn't mean he can't help this team down the stretch. There's not, there's nothing that says, and as we talked about last week, he he's on record as saying, "Hey, I want to play for a good team for the first time in my life." Well, here's your chance. It, it, you, he's paying for, playing for his next contract, you know. So if he could p- perform well for a good team for the last nine weeks of the season, it's certainly not going to hurt his market. For sure. And, and another guy to watch, of course, Evan Neal. I, I don't think Evan Neal comes back from the knee injury this week. Remember, the Giants put Ben Bredesen on IR. They did not put Evan Neal on IR. So they're hopeful that Evan Neal will miss fewer than four games. Um, but I don't think it'll be this week for Evan Neal, who's dealing uh, with a knee injury that he suffered in Jacksonville. Obviously, a really important player, even though he's had a bit of a roller coaster season uh, for this team. And so, uh, you, you did some picks over the weekend for the rest of the, the, the games. I guess we can go through them real quick in terms of game by game here. Uh, we, we could just do win loss, uh, nine games left. Uh, let's, let's start with the Texans game. Uh, how, how do you see it going? Uh, just real quick win loss there for the giants. Uh, I, I definitely see them beating the, uh, the Texans. You have to, you have to think they're, they have to win the game. So, uh, and they're rested, like as you said before, they're they're well rested. Yeah, the Texans have a little bit of an extra rest too. But you know, if you're a playoff team, you win this game. And and I think they they, it, I think it could be a tougher game than than we think. But uh, but I think they do do end up winning because I you know the as I talked before, the Texans played the Eagles pretty tough, and they did that without their top two wide receivers, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins, who. I'm not sure Collins is going to be back, but I'm pretty sure Cooks is going to be back for this game. So, and then, you know, the one thing, the one thing that the Texans do have is a, is a terrific rookie back in Damian Pierce. Uh, he's yeah. the guy to watch out for this week. Uh, he, he's, he, he ran all over the Eagles in that game. Um, so the Giants, the Giants have faced their fair share of uh, difficult running backs this year, and they've got another one this week, but they should win that game. And the Giants have had some difficulty stopping the run. 26 right now in pro football focuses, run defense ratings. And so that'll certainly be something to watch. I have the Giants winning this game as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Texans rebuilding post to Sean Watson. Uh, Giants win the game here. What The Detroit game at home, how do you see it? Uh, we don't have to get into the weeds of it. A win or loss there for the Giants. Well, I had them losing it in my original lousy picks when I had the wow. Giants winning five games. <laughs> and now I have them... Winning it twenty four to twenty. I, I think I had them winning this all along, so I'll stick with that. Um, the the so we're we're 
both in agreement here that the Giants will be 8-2 and two going to Dallas. Thanksgiving, uh, the Cowboys, of course, beat the Giants in Week 3 at MetLife Stadium. Will the Giants get revenge there in Dallas? I don't think so. I mean, let's remember they lost that game with Cooper Rush, a quarterback, and now they're going to be facing Dak Prescott. And the and, and it, Cowboys defense, it keeps – uh, you know, has a lot of confidence right now and believes it's really, really good. Uh, and I think it is is very good, led by Micah Parsons. Uh, I, I, I don't see the Giants going there on Thanksgiving and winning. Yeah, I'll agree with you again and, and, and be unoriginal um, so that, that I have the Giants losing that game as well. And then the really interesting one here, Washington has played, um, you know, well in spots this year. Uh, the, the Giants host them on December the 4th. That's the post-Thanksgiving game. A little bit of extra rest, of course, for the Giants because Thanksgiving being on Thursday. Um, I feel like the Giants should probably – that's a game you should probably win if you're a playoff team. Uh, you, you should. I mean, the the, the um, Washington gave Minnesota all could handle yesterday, um, you know, before the Vikings pulled it out, which every Vikings – the Vikings and Giants are almost mirror teams. Uh, in terms of every every one of their games is decided by less than one score, uh, and this was another one for the Vikings. Um, you know, the one thing to look for in that game, and so what are we about? We're four weeks out from that, uh, roughly. Um, is that Chase Young could be back for the for for yeah. the Commanders, and that that gives their de- their defense is already pretty good, and that's a, that's another dynamic. I don't know if he's Micah Parsons, but he might be the closest thing to Micah Parsons in the NFL is, you know, provided he's healthy, he's going to be out for a long time. So, you know, it might take him some time to get his sea legs, but that that's just a, an X factor in that game. And I, but I still have the, the original question. I still have the giants winning that game. I will as well. That puts the giants at nine and three uh, heading into a game against the Eagles uh, who, almost certainly will be better than nine and three on December the 11th at MetLife stadium. Um, can the giants upset the Eagles or should I say, will, will they upset the Eagles? On- well, I, I, I picked my original pick as I pointed out in the story I wrote on the post I put up was to, for the giants to win 26 to 24, basing it on they won. They beat the Eagles last year. I didn't think the Eagles would be this as good as they are when the season started. Um, and I didn't think the giants would be as good as they were either, but Pick the Giants to win 26-24, and my new pick is for the Giants to win 26-24. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. But part of that is I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the Eagles come in like 12-0 because it brought back a memory from when I was young and, and like in my maybe early 20s, uh, very early 20s, maybe like 21 years, whatever it was. Uh, and the, the Giants came to um, – Veterans Stadium as a 10 and 0 team. Um, and the Eagles beat him pretty good. I, you know, it, it, it was close for a long time, but then the Eagles scored a lot late and, and beat him. And Eagles fans started chanting 10 and 1, 10 and 1. And I thought one of the best comebacks ever. And at that time, you would get a lot of Giants fans would come into Veterans Stadium and it was, it could get very ugly. And the Giants fans' counter was 10 and 1, 10 and 1, because at the time the Eagles were like, had improved to like 7 and 4. Uh, so the Giants fans said, yeah, oh yeah, we're 10-1. That's pretty good. But anyway, um, the, the PS to the story is the Giants went on to win the Super Bowl and, and Buddy Ryan's Eagles, who never won a playoff game, lost in the first round of the playoffs. So, Oof. 
So I got the Giants winning this game. In in honor of uh, in honor of buddy buddy with great buddy Ryan there, and um, I I'll, I'll I'll have the Eagles winning. Uh, so that puts the Giants in my book here at nine and four. You have them at ten and three. Uh, going into what should be a really interesting trip to Washington, the first of two straight road games uh, on December the eighteenth. Uh, at that point, you think Chase Young would be back for sure, um, and perhaps as you as you mentioned, have his sea legs under him. Uh, Giants win that game in Washington or lose it. I, I think the Giants win because I think wow. here's, All right. here's what I think is going to happen. Um, I, I, I think, you know, the commanders are dealing with so much. It's their team being sold. Uh, now you, you lose a close game yesterday to Vikings. Maybe things go different if, they, if that doesn't happen. But now you lose that close game. Next up for them is the Eagles on the road. Uh, who, who, the Eagles have already beaten them. So now you go to four and six. And now you're dealing with the the sale of the team and all that outside noise when a team's losing can can come into play. Uh, I'm not sure when, if or when Carson Wentz is going to be back. I haven't really looked into that that much, but uh, you, you could have that noise too. And I just I think it could all fall apart for the Commanders by week 15 of the season, um, which which for us I'm thinking is going to end up being on a Saturday instead of a Sunday. I don't know. Um, I think I think they might flex that game to the Saturday and make it a a night game, but that that's a, another topic altogether. But yeah. I, have the Giants, I have the Giants winning that one. Okay, so that's eleven and three. I'll pick the Giants to lose, so I have them now at nine and five, and that's a good point to bring up. The flex games there, uh, it's either going to be December the seventeenth of Saturday or December the eighteenth of Sunday for that Washington game. You know, so if any of you you folks are thinking about going down there, keep an eye out for that, you know, because they flex that game. And also the, um, they have the ability to, to flex it. The, the season finale at the Eagles is either going to be on the 7th of January or the 8th of January, a Saturday or a Sunday there. So those are the two games that uh, obviously if you're, if you're living in New Jersey, I mean, I guess they, can, they can flex it too to like, they can make it the night game too, I guess. I don't know exactly how that works. Yeah. yeah I guess they have the ability to have it at any Sunday night game. Sure. And, um, and so if you're, if you're coming from New Jersey, it's not quite as much, you're not getting a flight, but, um, but for your purposes of traveling down there. So I have the giants. Now you have at, through 14 games, uh, 11 and three, 11 I have and three, nine and five. Uh, do you think, so Christmas Eve, we know that game is definitely gonna be Christmas Eve in the afternoon at one o'clock. Uh, will the giants win in Minnesota? I do Which not think they I do not think they'll win in yeah. Minnesota. Although, you know, yeah. they, they have, a, they have a great, you know, if, if the Vikings stick to form and the Giants stick to form, it's going to be a really tight game. Uh, but I just think the Vikings at home have, you know, they have Del- Dalvin Cook, who's not as good as Saquon, but he's a heck of a back, and Justin Jefferson. And Kirk Cousins is playing very, very well. I, I can't see the Giants winning that game. The the Vikings have been fantastic this year. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, new life under Kevin O'Connell and uh, – so I, I have them losing the Giants that game. So that'll be the third straight loss in my book here for the Giants. They dropped to nine and six. I have them. You have them eleven and eleven and four coming out of um, the trip to Minnesota on Christmas Eve. That puts them uh, at home uh, with two games left in the regular season here uh, at home against the Colts on New Year's Day. Uh, how do you, I, that's an interesting one um, because no, the Colts I, are obviously I mean, after watching the Colts yesterday. They're a mess. Yeah, um, they're starting over with Sam Ellinger. I, yeah. I, I don't right. see. I mean, the Giants cannot lose that game. Uh, they shouldn't. I mean, if, if they do, they would 
probably don't deserve to be in the playoffs. If they if they're the nine and six team you have them being, rather than the, the uh, eleven and four team I have them being, um, a loss there could really cost them a chance to sure. get into the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, I, I also have them winning that game. So you have them at 12 and four, I have them at 10 and six. And, and even under the new playoff um, parameters with three wildcard teams, it looks like 10 wins is enough to get, to get you in the playoffs. Um, and so if, I mean, I'm sure at 12 and four, the giants probably will have clinched by that point at 10 and six, it would be all but certain heading into the season finale in Philadelphia. And like we've mentioned a couple of times, you've mentioned on here, um, will the Eagles be motivated to play their starters in that game? You know, the, certainly well, if they're undefeated, they're going to go for the undefeated record, but they look, we got a long way to go before 17 and out. But, uh, but, I, but I have, I have a, another take on this thing too, yeah. uh, is that the Cowboys are playing very, very well, you know, and if the Cowboys stay on the Eagles heels, if the Cowboys win the rematch, with the Eagles and the Eagles stumble somewhere, both teams will have two losses, could go into that final week with two losses. Uh, and the Giants at 12-4 and four could have a playoff berth clinch. The Giants could essentially use that as their bye week ahead of a playoff game with the Eagles needing the game to be the number one seed and having home field advantage through the playoffs. It, it, it's possible it could play out that way where the Giants rest their starters and the Eagles say, we're going for this game. Um, to, to get the number one seat. That's entirely conceivable. Yeah. And remember too, the, the only, there's only one seed that gets a buy right in the, in the current playoff form. Right. Form. And so, right. Uh, right. So they did they, they play for that buy. It's it really important for the, for the Eagles. It would work in a couple ways because you probably don't want to have two weeks. I, I think can't think that NFL coaches like the idea of having, giving their players two weeks off before a playoff game. So you would, you would play your team, uh, for the Giants, it works too. You, you you know you could rest your guys for a week before you go have to play. You know, get healthy before you have to go play a playoff game. Um, you know, and who cares if you lose the game? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting scenario. But as you point out, we're a long way from Week 17. <laughs> yeah, the the see the new seating makes it really interesting. Only one team getting a bye in terms of last you know the motivation for the last week. So odds are. I mean, the Giants will be playing on the first weekend in uh you know in the playoffs, and so then it just becomes like how much do they care about their seating? And obviously if you're playing for a home game versus not a home game, then, then that matters. But, um, but remember too, it's interesting. Last year, Green Bay was the one seed and got the buy. They lost to San Francisco at home in, in that, in that divisional round. And then uh, Tennessee got the buy and, and lost to Cincinnati at home. So both one seeds lost last year. doesn't mean it's going to happen again, of course. But um, so in terms of that, uh, that last game here, that final game in week 18. So you think the Giants beat the Eagles or they lose? I mean, there's so many factors here, but how do you see it right now? Yeah, well, under, under under the scenario that I created where the Giants rest their starters and the Eagles yep. play for the number one seed, the Eagles win that game easily. Yep. And so that you got Giants at 12 and 5. I'll, I'll pick, I'll, I'll, you know, it's just so many what ifs, but I think the Giants will lose that game. Um, and so I have them at 10 and 7, you have them at 12 and 5, and that gets them into the playoffs. But uh, I think probably at 12 and 5, they could, they could host. Um, I, I don't, I don't know you, if they you can't, would, uh, you can't host though, if you're not a division winner, can you? Okay. I don't think. Okay. You know what you might write, you know, I should actually have a better handle on that. Let me look at how the playoffs went last year in the NFC. Yeah. The Packers no, won. You can't, you can't host yeah. unless you're a winner. They would, they would, yep. like under the current format, they would be playing probably, they'd play the bucks probably the, as the 
Bucks would be the four seed and they'd be the five at twelve and five. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, because so the each of the divisions. Well, you know, you know what? That's not that. They'd be the six seed, so they'd be playing the three seed, which would be Seattle. They'd be going back to Seattle because either the Eagles or Cowboys would end up as the five seed. Yep. And so right now, as as it shakes out, I, I believe that's exactly how it would go. Um, let me just look at the standings here again. As we said, the Giants being the six seed right now, and yeah, that means if you're the six then you're going to play the three. The two plays a seven, the six plays a three, and the four and the five play each other. And that would, yes, you're right. Right now it would mean a, a trip to Seattle uh, for a rematch of that game because the four spots either going to be Atlanta or Tampa, a really bad NFC South team. So that kind of four spot is sort of locked in. Um, the Giants probably would love to play that team rather than have to go out to Seattle, right? And wouldn't you think go to Atlanta or Tampa, take your chances against that team? So the Giants obviously are going to try to win as many games as they can. But, right, uh, but, yes, but a, having the Eagles and Cowboys in their same division makes is going to make yeah. that very rough to get get up to that five seed. There's a distinct difference certainly between the fifth wild card, the five seed, and the six seed because you're playing as things shake out right now, either a trip, a trip to Seattle or a, a fairly winnable game against the, the NFC South winner uh, and staying on the East Coast uh, with Tampa, obviously, and Atlanta there. So, uh, but I think, yeah, I think we both agree that the Giants will not collapse and that they will make the playoffs. But before we um, before we go, I, I, I wanted to also, in this is a kind of an odd pivot, but we've kind of covered everything going forward for uh, this season coming out of the bye. You, you had a really interesting piece today about uh, Daniel Jones looking forward. And now we've talked so much about week in, week out stuff here, but the big picture is still important, as we were reminded when Joe Shane spoke to reporters last week. Yeah, that's his deal. He's the big picture guy, and there's still a lot of big picture things to address here, including what do they do with Daniel Jones? And so that's an interesting uh, post you had today. If everyone, you know, be sure to check it out on, on nj.com slash Giants. Uh, who else could be interested in Daniel Jones? If the Giants decide to franchise tag him, that's how they could retain him. But if they if they do something different or if they decide to let him walk, where could he end up? Um, you just give folks a quick rundown of, of what you uh, what you came yeah, up the, with. The, the transition tag, I think, would make things interesting in terms of does, it, does any team see him as a long-term solution to quarterback? I, I, you know, it, it would be a gamble. But, uh, you know, one of the things I pointed out in the article is that teams do, especially teams that feel like, Hey, we're not that far away. Uh, you know, we have a lot of talent in other areas. We're going to try to look for a veteran quarterback rather than have to, you know, when you when you sign, when you draft one of these young guys, I don't care who they are. You know, it took Josh Allen a year to to really get going uh, to to become what he became. You know, so teams like looked looked for you know two teams now have gone and looked at Carson Wentz uh, to see if he could could be their solution. Uh, the, the Colts have done it three years in a row. They did it with Phillip Rivers, and it worked out pretty well. And then he retired, and then they tried Carson Wentz. And then this year they tried Matt Ryan, not, not working out so well. Uh, so it happens is, is, is the point. And, and then the Falcons replaced Matt Ryan with, with Marcus Mariota, who hadn't had a job in two years. And that's working out pretty well for, for them. I mean, they're tied for first place in the, in a weak AFC South, but he's, he's played pretty well for them. Um, and, you know, Daniel Jones is, you know, one of the things that, that I I didn't even really understand is my first year on the beat, how young Daniel Jones is. He's only 25 years old and he's not 26 for a, a while uh, that, you know, he, he came into this league really, really young uh, for a quarterback and was thrown into the fire pretty young. So, I mean, he's he, he's a guy who's got some some uh, established skills that you can only get by playing the game. 
Um, some of the teams I looked at, and I think, you know, Carolina is is probably you – know, they're another team that is really – Gone, and they've tried Baker Mayfield. They've tried Sam Darnold, uh, thinking they're close. So I'm got. I've got to think, you know, they're going to be bad enough to get one of the big three. Bryce Young, Will Levis, or C.J. Stroud are going to be the three guys coveted out of this draft. And given the fact, I, I figured this out. They've they've used eight different quarterbacks since 2018, which was really the end. Although they did bring them back uh, for Cam Newton. Uh, and they're 24 and 50 since 2018, using eight different starting quarterbacks. Um, and Jones is a North Carolina native, so you know maybe I'm sure that interests him going back there. Uh, but I just I, I see it as being doubtful. I think the Texans are another team that he'd certainly be a big upgrade for, but they're going to be another team that goes to the draft. Um, I don't know. Indy's not going to draft high enough to get one of those three guys, probably. So. You know, if if uh, their Sam Ellinger doesn't work out, they're a team that could. I, I it'd be hard to comprehend that they'd do it four straight years and look at a different guy. But certainly, Daniel Jones would be an upgrade. And if they still think they're a good team, you know, worthwhile. But the, the team that interests me most, I think, because of, as I pointed out, they're a pretty good defensive team already. Uh, but Carson Wentz isn't working out for them. I think Washington would be an interesting landing spot for for Daniel Jones because I, you know, I, I I just think he's got skills, and if you have a really good defense, he's the type of guy as as we're seeing with the Giants. Um, you know, you're playing a close game. He's proving that he can make those plays in the fourth quarter. You know, it's, Joe Shane said it himself. You know, the third, the big third downs, the big plays, and the big moments in the game. He's been really impressed by what he's seen from Daniel Jones. Well, obviously, some other teams are going to be impressed by that, too. And the other thing that, you know, I'm sure Joe Shane and Brian Dable are taking into consideration, and so will other teams, is that he's dealing with the worst wide receiver core, probably the worst, certainly one of the worst wide receiving cores in the NFL. So, you know, if you're an Italian talent evaluator for another team, you know, you're you're bringing that into consideration, too, when you're you're thinking about it. So, and the the other thing to consider is – you know, Tom Brady retires. Tampa Bay probably still thinks they have a good defense and a good offensive line. Maybe they're maybe they're a team that says, "Hey, you know, Daniel Jones got experience, and you know, I, I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers retiring on this note." But maybe he gets so miserable he's lost five in a row now, which I'm not sure he's ever done in his career before. Maybe maybe his rookie year, or no, not his rookie year, his first year he was a starting quarterback. Um, it was maybe the last time he lost five in a row. But, you know, if, if things get so bad there that I, I could see him more saying, let's go somewhere else. Um, but, um, you know, Green Bay could end up needing a quarterback too at the end of this. Yeah, I mean, so many factors to consider. And then you mentioned, you know, teams where they could draft. Obviously the Colts are right now at 14, Washington at 16. And, um and just real quick, we'll give people a rundown. Like Houston's at one right now. They could draft a quarterback. Carolina at two, they could. Vegas at three, I, you know, who knows. Uh, Pittsburgh at four, you know, no, they're not drafting a quarterback. Detroit at five, they they certainly could, right? And Jacksonville yes. at six, probably not. Um, and Arizona at seven, no. Uh, the, the Bears at eight will not. Uh, maybe the Packers at nine, they could. And then of course the Eagles have the saints pick and they're at 10. Uh, they're not drafting a quarterback. So that's, you know, the teams like, like you said, the, the Indianapolis, 
Washington scenarios right now, they're in the middle of the first round. They, they could do that. They could go and try to get Daniel Jones just because they're not in a great position to draft a quarterback. So it'll be fascinating to see. Obviously, a lot of season left. Yeah, and, he, you know, Daniel Jones is going to be fine no matter what. He's going to he's going to be a starting quarterback in the league next year. And if I had to bet my money on it, it will be with the Giants uh, because the Giants have played themselves into a position where it, it doesn't it, – it doesn't – uh, work for them to draft it. There, there's, they're going to be drafting too late to get one of those stud quarterbacks. Um, you know, if you, if we remember early in the season, we kept talking about Joe Shane's going to see this guy and this guy and this guy. Um, I, I mean, he might still be seeing him, but he's not going to see him on draft day unless he has some way of, uh, you know, pulling a Howie Roseman when he went up to number two to get, to get Carson Wentz. They, he would have to do something like that to, to in order to get one of those those stud quarterbacks and you know not easy to do so you know to me the most likely scenario is that Daniel Jones is back with the Giants next season I agree I agree and we'll, a lot of season left we'll see but I think that's where things are trending and we'll leave it on that note and so everyone be sure to uh read our coverage nga.com slash Giants we made our picks I guess already right yeah we oh were- yeah we did I didn't yeah, we post more to it um I guess uh now we made them. Yeah, good enough. I mean, it doesn't really, you know, I think the Giants win this game by, let's, they're going to win by a touchdown because they win every game by a touchdown. <laughs> whatever you want to put it, 27 to, or 27-20, uh, 24-17, uh, whatever. I have 20-17. There you go. Uh, so be sure to read, you know, we'll have our picks later in the week, our formal picks, nj.com slash Giants, all your NJ Advanced Media Giants coverage, and also be sure to like, review, subscribe to us on all your favorite podcasting platforms and we will be with you guys back here next week talking about whatever happens Sunday between the Texans and the Giants.